Welcome back to the show, friends. This weekend is your last opportunity to register for this round of the Emotional Eating Revolution. As we prepare for this to begin on Monday, January 24th, I've been talking with some of you about if this is a good fit for you and what you need right now and what working together looks like. The following questions keep coming up. So I thought I'd address them in this episode. It might also be kind of eye-opening for those of you listening to just kind of have an idea what are the differences between counseling and coaching and all that gets wrapped up in there. So questions we're addressing today. What is coaching and how is it different from counseling? What does that mean for me as a client? So what does that mean for you? And why are you doing group coaching? As in why am I mo- why am I offering the Emotional Eating Revolution as a group coaching program. I'm answering these questions and diving further into what is included in the Emotional Eating Revolution and what working together looks like. So let's start off discussing what coaching and counseling are and what they are not. I'll also give you my perspective on how these are similar and different. Misconceptions about coaching and counseling are abundant. There are indeed many overlapping areas, the most prominent being that they're both helping professions. Counseling and coaching, while very similar, are in fact different. And I think for me, the main difference is that counseling can take a person from bad to good, and coaching takes a person from good to great. Another way to look at this is... Counseling usually involves healing parts of our past, while coaching is focused more on the present. Let's dive a little deeper, starting with counseling. This approach tends to fall more under the traditional medical model. Counselors, also called therapists or psychotherapists, receive at some point in their training a bachelor's degree and a graduate degree. This could be a master's degree or a doctoral degree. I personally completed a bachelor's degree in psychology with a concentration in counseling and then went on to complete a master of science in counselor education. During this coursework, counselors receive extensive education on counseling theories, treatment modalities, counseling skills, and diagnostic criteria. After graduation, counselors are required to take some type of examination to prove their understanding of the counseling world background, theories, this examination communicates to a licensing board that they are well-trained and have retained the information learned in grad school. Ah, because I have been through many trainings where I haven't retained an ounce of the information. Once licensed counselors are required to complete continuing education to ensure we're staying up to date on treatment modalities and kind of learning new skills. These courses are also helpful to provide more education towards a specialty. I myself have dedicated a lot of my continuing education courses to deepening my knowledge and ability to treat trauma, disordered eating, and body image issues. Counseling is generally retrospective, meaning it's focusing on healing from the past while also learning new skills to create the future you want. Counseling may be right for you if you are actively experiencing an eating disorder, experiencing depression or anxiety, 
that may be debilitating or any other mental health diagnosis that's debilitating and or you want to resolve issues from your past. Working with a counselor may be covered by your insurance. However, due to licensing requirements, counselors are only able to provide counseling to residents in states they are licensed to practice in. Currently, I am able to provide counseling to Iowa residents. However, this will likely change in the upcoming months um, as I get word from other licensing boards. Let's shift slightly and dive deeper into coaching. Coaching may be right for you if you are in a good place, air quotes, emotionally and mentally stable, and are looking to have a better relationship with food in your body. Coaching can help you go from good to great. If you have an active eating disorder diagnosis, I do advise that you also work with a counselor as coaching focuses on current behaviors, thoughts, and circumstances, and we won't dive really deep into that past trauma that may keep you from moving forward in the way that you want. While some activities and work done in coaching looks at the past, a coach is not trained to delve into past trauma and doing so could put you, the client, at risk of being re-traumatized, which is a big no-no and we don't want that. As of this recording in January 2022, there is no regulating board for coaches. So while it's best practice to have some formal training or certification, there is nobody monitoring the training, education, continuing education, and the practice of coaches. While reports can be made about harmful behaviors of a counselor, there's no one to report a negative experience to while working with a coach, unless, of course, they're working for an organization. And then, obviously, you would make the report to them. The training and education to become a coach varies. A person could call themselves a coach without any formal training because, like I said, there's no governing body to oversee it. The training and education to become a coach varies. A person could call themselves a coach without any formal training because there's no governing body to oversee it, like I just mentioned. Because of this, coaches are not able to diagnose nor treat mental health disorders because they lack the training and that's out of their scope of practice. Most coaches do have some sort of training, though. Some certification courses require continuing education to be able to use the terms certified coach and the name of the organization, but there's no hard and fast rule that these things need to be done or met. Some major differences between coaching and counseling include, like I said, the education and training involved. Counseling has a licensing requirement and a licensing board to oversee that education, the continuing education. And this is where you can make a report to if there is a negative experience. Because counseling is a licensed and regulated industry, there are certain things that a counselor can and cannot do without dire consequences. There is a whole code of ethics that we are mandated to follow so that we ensure our clients are being well taken care of. If we're not following this code of ethics, that can really negatively impact the clients, which is the exact opposite of what our field is trying to do. Counselors are able to diagnose and treat mental health disorders, while coaches are not qualified to do so. Coaching is also seen as more action-oriented, solution-focused, goal-oriented, while counseling is seen as more reflective and retrospective. So 
what does all of this mean for me, Sabrina, as a counselor and a coach? And what does that mean for you, the listener, potential client? Well, whether you work with me in a coaching or counseling capacity, you know that I have extensive training and experience in eating disorders, emotional eating, body image, trauma, somatic work, and the list goes on. But remember, not all coaches have that extensive training. A counselor can be a coach, but a coach cannot be a counselor. If we work together, you get the best of both worlds. Our brains love to automate, which is great for survival, but not so great when we develop patterns that no longer serve us. In our work together, you will learn new skills and strategies to change these patterns and create new ways of thinking and doing things. So what's the difference between one-on-one and group sessions? Well, they're both exactly like they sound. One-on-one, you and I, just you and I, get together weekly, every other week, monthly, or really any interval that fits your needs and goals. It's really dependent on you, the client. I'm not currently taking on one-to-one coaching clients outside the Emotional Eating Revolution program. I find the container of group programs mixed in with personal coaching is the best way that I can support your transformation. A key component to the emotional eating revolution is the coaching, both individual and group. When you join the revolution, you and I get together, just you and I, at least twice during the program. And you also have access to the weekly group coaching calls. From the outside looking in, this group coaching is really the most underrated aspect of the emotional eating revolution. I've been in group coaching programs myself, so I know the power of witnessing someone else get coached. There's something magical that happens in a group coaching setting. We're able to see ourselves in the experience of others, all without triggering the defensiveness that comes up when we're called out on our own shit. In other words, What we're resistant to see in ourselves is more visible when looked at through the lens of another, making group work a unique opportunity to learn nuances we could easily miss on our own. Just a little personal share. I'm in a mentorship with a group of wonderful ladies, and even if I don't bring something to the uh, bi-monthly coaching calls, I always take something away. Because sure enough, one of the other gals is going to bring either a coaching issue themselves that they're working through, a mindset issue that they're working through, and it relates. It's like I could have said whatever came out of their mouths word for word, but by watching the other gal get coached, by watching her work through this, it takes off my defensiveness. I'm not trying to make excuses. It's like the spotlights are on in the mirror And I can see clearly what I'm doing, how that's not working, and what I can do instead. Whereas if all the spotlights were on me, and I was the center of attention, my brain has a way of shutting down and not wanting to process or getting very defensive and making um, excuses or reasons or just not even seeing what's going on. But because I can look at it From another perspective, I'm able to see it so much clearer. I hope that helps. Additionally, when we do the group coaching, there's a repetition of those core ideas. And by hearing them, 
in different contexts over and over and over again from the different participants, it really deepens our understanding of emotional eating and mindfulness beyond this intellectual understanding alone. When we hear how emotional eating and mindfulness plays out in real life situations, which you'll do, hearing from all of the other women in the revolution, we learn to apply them in our own lives. And this helps bring mindfulness into something that's very tangible. It's a very tangible skill set that we develop through exposure and practice. It's not just some mamsy-pamsy, fancy-dancy idea. You actually know what this is and how to incorporate it into your day-to-day life. Now, of course, getting your own one-to-one counseling is also of huge value in the recovery process. When you're struggling with that one question or that one issue that no one else seems to be asking, hopping on a coaching call and getting your blind sight cleared up is a huge relief, but not exactly cheap to do outside of the group context. Group coaching allows you to hop on calls for personal support more frequently at a far cheaper price than you would ever be able to work with a coach privately. For context, folks who sign up for the Emotional Eating Revolution this month will have access to give or take, over 15 hours of live coaching with me over the interwebs for the next 12 weeks, while they may only get two or three private sessions with a coach for that same price. Ultimately, group coaching isn't that different from private coaching or one-to-one coaching. You still get to talk to me one-on-one about whatever's happening in your relationship with food and body. You're just doing so one at a time in a group setting. So our time is used more efficiently, and you can learn from the coaching happening with those around you. If you want to take advantage of these 15 hours of coaching for a fraction of the price of one-to-one sessions would cost, let's hop on a call to chat about how this can work for you. You can schedule your call by using the link in the show notes. Just remember to do that before Sunday when the cart closes. Before we say farewell today, I wanted to share a bit more about the emotional eating revolution. This session begins Monday, January 24th, so if you're listening to this in real time, you can still join us. There's still time. And if you happen to be finding this after January 2022, don't worry. There will be future offerings just like this. The Emotional Eating Revolution is a 12-week online training for busy women who want to end their struggle with emotional eating so they can have a positive relationship with food, eat guilt-free, and finally look and feel like you have your shit together. It's an intimate program where we work to let go of the guilt and learn to listen to your body and honor what it needs. There's no denying that getting to freedom around food includes ups and downs. And thankfully, I'm an expert at breaking down each individual part and making it work in your life. I've created the program in such a way that you can't possibly fail As long as you follow the steps, you will feel at peace around food. You will put an end to your struggle with emotional eating. Maybe this sounds like you. I'm doing good one day, then blowing it the next, starting over and over. Or, I binge on sweets and have no self-control. Or, I eat when I'm bored, when I'm sad, when I'm lonely. I just eat and eat. Or maybe it's, I can't control these cravings. Friend, I get it. For years, I struggled with emotional eating, binges, and late night snacks. My husband would be out for the evening and I'd devour an entire stuffed crust pizza. The shame and embarrassment would set in and I'd quickly try to hide the box under the garbage, 
hoping and praying that Brian wouldn't see it. But you know what? There's hope. I learned emotional eating is something we all do, and I didn't need to feel bad about it. So now I teach other professional women how to end their struggle with emotional eating so that you too can have a positive relationship with food, eat guilt-free, and finally put an end to your struggle with emotional eating. Like I said, a key component of the program is the 12 weekly group calls and the two individual calls, plus more if you join now and pay in full. That's like the icing on the cake. It brings it all together. But the substance, the cake, the pieces that come together to end your struggle with emotional eating are the eight modules within the program. These include why diets have failed you, eating food you enjoy, mindfulness in eating, perfectionism, changing your habits, messages from your body, controlling cravings, and dun-dun-dun, the willpower myth-busting module. In addition to these modules, you also get access to my guide to nighttime eating. Did you know there are five types of nighttime eating? I go through each of these and what you can do about them. You'll also get access to the hunger fullness scale, which, ladies, is your key to noticing your hunger and preventing eating to the point of discomfort. When you join before Monday and pay in full, you'll also receive the 30-day body image journal that I created to help transform your relationship with your body on a deeper level. And even more exciting is that you get three extra personal calls to take your results deeper. If you want more information on the emotional eating revolution or you're ready to sign up, there's a link in the show notes for that too. I hope to see you inside the revolution. Until next week, I wish you all the best, friend.